Welcome to the Who and What She Wants podcast. I'm your host, Chloe Ward, and each week I will be interviewing an inspirational female entrepreneur so that you can take away actionable tools and insights to enable you to build the business of your dreams. Whether you're first starting out building your own business, or if you have entrepreneurial dreams that you don't know how to make a reality, then this podcast is for you. Now let's get into the episode. Today, I'm super excited to welcome the incredible Amy to the show. This super talented nail artist and beauty therapist founded her own salon at Amy's Nails, the Greener Nail Bar, which due to its success has expanded to three branches. Today, we're going to deep dive into Amy's entrepreneurial experience as she is going to share with us how her background has helped to define the businesswoman she is today. For anyone wanting to work within the world of nails and beauty, Amy's story will help inspire you to chase your dreams and follow your passion. Welcome to the show, Amy. I'm so pleased to have you on today. Uh, Thank you. It's such a pleasure and honour to be on. I'm really excited to share my story and um, and speak with you today. Amazing. I think you're going to be so inspirational to everyone, but I won't obviously give too much away before (laughs) I'll let you tell your story, but I'm super excited for this conversation. So I thought to kick off the interview, it would be amazing if you could just give us a little bit of background into how Amy's Nails was founded and what experience just got you to where you are today. Oh, it's a bit of a long story, but I'll try and make it as short as I possibly can. (laughs) So, I mean, like, um, sort of, you know, starting off right from the beginning as a child, I was very much, um, very much a tomboy and, uh, and wasn't particularly interested in, in doing nails and beauty. And as I grew up, my friendship groups changed and, you know, growing into a kind of very sort of female led, um, led world now. And, um, I, originally wanted to be a beauty therapist, I wanted to go to college and be a beauty therapist. And it was actually my mum who told me not to. <laughs> She's kind of eating her words now, but um, <laughs> she told me not to. She didn't think it was the right career path for me. So I was like, oh, I'll be a teacher instead. So I went to college, um, did childcare, and it really did not fit, fit me. Um, it really wasn't the thing I wanted to do. And I got my nails done one day at a salon in Alton where I live. And I really liked it there. It was a really nice, nice place to be. The lady who owned it was really lovely. And one day she um, she invited me for breakfast. And I was like, this is, a bit, this is a bit odd. It's a bit weird. But, you know, I'll go. Like, I'm a friendly, open person. But it's not often that your, your nail technician asks you to go for breakfast. <laughs> so um, so I, I met her and she was like, Amy, I want you to be my apprentice. And I was like, this is, this is odd. But okay. She's like, I, I see your strengths. I see um, the way that you communicate to people and the way that you not manipulate but I can't think of the right word like I'm convinced people you know mm. if I wanted to go somewhere um you know and there's a situation they they watched me kind of with my friends and I wanted to go somewhere and my friends didn't and they watched me literally convince my friends to go to the place that I wanted to go to and they were like it's an amazing skill and and everything like that and the way that I um presented myself they really liked it so I was um, at the time, I think I just finished studying at college. I was working in the hospitality industry, you know, waitressing and everything like that. I was getting up at 6 a.m., um, doing the breakfast shift, then looking after kids in the nursery or whatever I was doing. And then doing an evening shift in a pub. Wow. 
that's a lot <laughs> yeah it was, it was a lot you know like and I've, I've always been like that I've always like you know if I've got a job I, I, I work really really hard doing that um <clears throat> so oh where was I um blah, 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 blah. oh yeah so I took my apprenticeship I took the apprenticeship and I believe I was earning um I think it was two pounds sixty an hour on my apprenticeship mm. and I was 18 at the time so I kept the I kept the hospitality jobs you know because that was obviously more money and at the time that was the apprentice wage that's what it was but you know what even from right at the beginning for me it wasn't about the money it was about the job it was about like learning and progressing and and getting gaining new skills uh so fast forward a couple of years I've done my apprenticeship I've also done a beauty qualification the lady who um the lady who owned the nail salon and her husband uh, decided to unfortunately split up so there was an opportunity for me I was working really hard in the salon and the owner the lady she she wasn't there as much so I, I mean I was probably running it we'd take on another apprentice we'd taken on another apprentice and I was the one who was managing her and you know I have worked really hard and I'm really grateful for the opportunity that came before me so I, I bought her half when they split up uh, it was my own money. I didn't, I didn't borrow off my parents or anything like that. I'd, you know, obviously got out a little bit of money from the bank and, and things, but it was my own money. And I must have been maybe twenty at the time, and that's a lot. It's a lot to take on at, at twenty. Yeah. And and after that, we opened our second salon in Petersfield. And about four years later, no, three or three years later, we then opened Farnham. And then 18 months ago, I decided that I wanted to do it on my own. So I bought out my business partner. Wow. <laughs> so now it's, it's just me. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, it, things weren't going the way that I wanted to. And um, yeah, I, t- I took a really big step, really, really big step to to own the salon on my on my own. And, you know, I still work really hard uh, in terms of like the hours that I put in. You know, I'm constantly... Um, constantly doing that and it's not because I particularly like have to you know I have people to do things for me but I'm, I'm a bit of a, a bit of a control freak sometimes you know? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but I love it I love my job and I, I love being busy and and um, and things like that so that's really important to me and it's led to amazing things as well I now do um, we call it session work so sh- session work for uh, photo shoots magazines I've done like Vogue magazine um uh, London Fashion Week and uh, yesterday I did an amazing shoot for Wonderland magazine um, celebrities as well uh, I, and I did a movie about 18 months ago which is like uh, from Marvel which was huge Wow! Um, for a very big name which I have to I can't say who it is but it's a very big name so I'm very much looking forward to for that to come out um this year wow there's so much to dive into from that um I know like, sorry I love I'm like it. Rambling no on. I've taken so many <laughs> notes there's so much stuff I want to double back on just because your experience <laughs> is literally incredible um firstly I just thought it was interesting kind of from the beginning it seems like you've just got such a great work ethic do you feel like that is something that has just always come naturally to you or is that something that you've developed like where has that come from 
I definitely say I well so I'm a Gemini and we are we're very kind of like split personality right <laughs> so I kind of I'm a, I'm a bit of a blame it on that sometimes when it comes to like my home life I'm quite lazy I must admit I've got quite a lazy personality but when it comes to my work like you've never it's like a different person like you've never seen me work harder and I really think it's like the passion that drives me Mm. because I love I love doing the nails I love doing the eyelashes like just all that detail and I love being like in the moment with a tiny little brush or a pair of tweezers attaching an eyelash to an eyelash like I just it's like it's like a piece it's like a it's like a meditation for me uh and I just I just thoroughly get I just get into it and get zoned out and I love it and you know I really want to make the business as successful as it, as it can be and you know we've, we've got a really good reputation around towns and and I think that's a really Im- important thing for me to upkeep um not just for like for myself but for, for the whole team as well you know making sure that everyone else is in check but the whole work ethic thing yeah I think it's the passion mm. and just the love of what I do just really drives it and wanting to be the best I can be and also I've, I've done my teaching qualification last year so I want to be able to teach people to be better themselves and to be the best in the industry that they can be as mm. well I think that for me that's a real drive like giving people the opportunity uh, to to have the same passion because like I, like I love my job I love I love what I do and I, I want other people to feel like that I want other people to feel that same like love and excitement and thrill that I that I get from picking up a brush like. yeah <laughs> does that make oh, sense 100%, you know, you're completely <laughs> preaching to the choir here because to be honest that is the whole purpose of my podcast I just want women yeah. to feel like they can live every day in a passionate state and not feel like they are literally being dragged through tar having to get through their work day because yeah. I think so many of us in society nowadays have become so accustomed to working in roles that don't fulfill us we don't particularly like them we just need to pay, pay our bills and we see it as a means to an end but oh, it's so yeah. soul destroying so I love that. it really really is I really really love that also I love that you've got to a point in your business now where you can focus on being of service as well and almost like expanding your network and expanding your reach and being able to educate other people I absolutely love that I also wanted just to go back to so obviously when you first invested in the business you were really relatively young like to be making such a huge investment how was that experience really scary or like you know did you have to do any mindset work to kind of align yourself with making such a big leap oh well that's quite a deep question to be honest I've um I've been through a lot of like mental health issues the past two years this is actually the first time I'm talking about it publicly so bear with me (laughs) feel free to share what you're comfortable with I don't want you at all to feel uncomfortable like you know I I think it's really important but you know this is past sort of 18 months two years um been on like a huge mental health journey and I definitely feel like myself again but when I look back at being 20 and I'm like wow like I'm so proud of myself for for doing that because it's such a huge thing Mm. like what 20 year old like female who lives in Alton is like running her own business like how crazy is that like it's just like it's insane when I think about it and I'm like wow like that's incredible and now I I kind of went through this journey where I I wasn't quite like that anymore I wasn't quite, quite myself but I'm really grateful for the growth that I've had since then and um yeah I mean my my parents like especially my dad he was my dad was like 
you're crazy you you know what are you doing like just just be safe like you know how dads yeah. are very like they worry you know and my mum was just like oh Amy what are you doing you know she's just like sort of like rolling her eyes at me like she knows what I'm like I'm very I, I do jump into things kind of head first mm. um but, but yeah that's about it really I it was just a a very not spur of the moment but it's not something that I'd always wanted to do mm. being a being an entrepreneur and running my own business but I believe that all the hard work that I put in at that time you know everything that I've gone through mm. and everything I've gone through now definitely was a was a result of you know me owning my own business but it you know it's not just me I'm not the only one that works there my team work incredibly hard and um, and I've got an Inga which I'll talk about later she's amazing but yeah it's um yeah. it's so incredible I'm, I'm sorry I've like tangent no a bit. no it's amazing <laughs> to be honest I think what's crazy as well is that we don't always appreciate how far we have come because I think we're always so busy yeah. kind of striving for that next goal that sometimes you actually really need to take that time to work on yourself and reflect on how much you've achieved so far and I have to share with you as well actually um so this is kind of a bit of a candid story I suppose just in terms of in the context of the podcast so I actually met Amy a few years ago I think it was I got my nails done with her and I worked in a job at the time I was working with a marketing for a company and it was fine but I knew deep down there was definitely something niggling me and I was like I just don't you know and you just know unfulfilled potential is there and you're like I'm not living my like truest self at all and I remember when I had my nails done do you mean Amy just going back and forth talking about different things and you were kind of telling me bits and bobs about your business and all this amazing stuff you'd been doing and working on London Fashion Week and stuff and I honestly come away from that nail appointment feeling like I had an electrical current through me and I was like oh my god I need to be like Amy like not in the sense of I honestly oh, I was like not in the sense of like <laughs> I wanted to open a now so long because I have to admit I did do an acrylics course yeah. and I was absolutely horrendous so I don't think I'll be dealing with nails anytime soon <laughs> but I just come away and I thought this is what I want to be like I want to talk about my job as passionately as Amy is talking about hers and I want to feel as you just were so energetic and I was like I want to be like this mm-hmm. like I don't want to be kind of going to work and sat at my desk miserable counting down the hours to lunch which was kind of the reality of the situation I was in at the time but mm. yeah I just wanted to share that with you because I know obviously sometimes it can be hard to see how much of a difference and an impact you are making and yeah just even from my personal experience like that one appointment you know you had a massive impact on me so just to you know congratulate you and say how well you have done oh, oh that's so sweet thank you I've got like a tear oh, in my eye like, oh. it's funny though because I just feel like the crazy thing is like without this kind of us having this conversation like I probably would never have shared that with you yet it, it's not like it didn't happen it mm. still happened it's just you forget sometimes we're all so busy living our lives and doing our own thing that we forget sometimes yeah. to actually you know say thanks like you're that one interaction actually made such a profound impact on me so it is amazing how we'll and that's what I strive to do, mm. you know, that's what, that's what I want to do. I want to, like, have a kind of, like, you know, we need, we can't, we shouldn't, like, you know, live to work, work to mm. blah, 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 blah. But do something that you love because you will get the most out of it, not just emotionally, like, but the whole fact of your, you, you know, getting your life's fulfillment and everything but you do better at it you do better at something that you love to do so true I cannot agree more I know you kind of obviously mentioned your um initial journey and how it got to got you to where you are today but had you always wanted to be an entrepreneur do you think 
No, like I said, it's just something that I um I kind of fell into. I knew I wanted to do something that I liked, and I, and I can honestly say I wanted to do that. You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be like a I don't know a vet or a dog trainer yeah. <laughs> or you know something to do with animals. Um, and then and like I feel like in a past life, I'm like an archaeologist. Oh my god, so do I. I say this to my mum and dad. Do you know what? I still to this day have this conversation. We watched Jurassic Park over Christmas, me and my family, and I said oh, to them, I, I went, love "This it. is what I should have been doing." And they were like, "What do you mean?" And I was like, yeah. "I should have been an archaeologist." And they're like, "What?" Yeah, a hundred percent. Like. That's, I swear, I'm doing it in past life, and I'm sure she's very <laughs> Maybe happy. that's how we knew each but, other um... in the past life. We were both archaeologists. Yeah. <laughs> Digging yeah. up the T-Rex, like, oh, I understand. <laughs> oh, how funny. Um, but, you know, I'd always wanted to do that, and I I always, I knew I wanted to do something I loved. And, uh, you know, my mum has always done sort of secretarial work, office work, and my dad, my dad's really, like, that's really like clever like he's into computers and stuff I'm not quite sure what he does <laughs> something to do with um uh what's it called like farmers what's the word agriculture <laughs> farmer agriculture I know began with an A <laughs> my dad works in like agriculture kind of industry um and it was just kind of a I didn't really know what I wanted to do but I knew I wanted to do something mm. I loved um and it, it sounds like it sounds really cliche but the opportunity presented itself I mean I do believe that it was from like from my hard work and and everything like that but we've all got this path and we've all got these opportunities that come towards us but the only thing I would say is if you know if you're not too sure and an opportunity presents itself just mm-hmm. take it I know that it's really scary and I know that that you know the first thing we do you've got like fight or flight yeah mode, you know the first thing we do is we panic. We're like, oh my God, what if this goes wrong? What if this goes wrong? What if that goes wrong? Like, you know, what am I going to do here? What am I going to do there? It's like, it's okay. It's fine. Like, you know, just work work through things as they come and, and you know, look into the future, but don't look like into the future in a negative way. Look into it in, 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 a, in a neutral mm-hmm. way, you know, not negative, not positive. You've got to, you know, you've got to kind of web. Obviously, if, if, you know, you've got too many negatives, then maybe like have a little step back and, think how you can get around those things but you know just do things that feel right to you and I know it's really scary Uh, and you've got a lot more people who are uh, opening up salons now and working from home and and things like that but if you've got an opportunity you can't just you can't just leave it there hanging like you've got to grab it otherwise you you lose it yeah I can agree more you know you don't know if that's going to come back I cannot agree more I've actually been reading this book the last couple of weeks um feel the fear and do it anyway um, and it kind of yes, it is I've really good it. actually it kind of aligns with what you're saying here so it's basically saying that you are never going to feel ready to do anything like you're never going to sit there and go mm. oh today's the day that I feel ready to go and run three miles like you're never going to feel like that so you just have to no. just basically do it <laughs> and then afterwards you can kind of assess and like tap into your emotions and see was that a good move for me or was it a bad move obviously if it didn't feel right you can pivot but I think it is definitely there's so much to be said and it definitely seems to be a common mindset trait of entrepreneurs that I've spoke to that they have felt scared and they felt a bit like oh gosh should I be doing this but they've done it anyway and it's led to such incredible opportunities um so mm-hmm. I could not agree with that more. I think that is such a great message um, that people can take away from this episode. Um, so I can imagine that managing three salons is a whole ton of work. Um, do you have any tips for how to effectively manage your time? Ooh, well, there's um, 
I, how do I, how do I say this? Hold on. Give me just one second. I would say if you're depending on the scale, you're kind of, you're kind of looking at for your, mm. for your business. So I, I'm very fortunate. I have an Inga who is my business manager and she's in, an incredible, incredible mm. person, a woman who uh, sort of does my accounts and she gives me reports and everything like that. If that's something that you don't enjoy doing, then, you know, hire someone to do it because you can then spend more time one doing the things you like and two you know actually like you know making money and making Mm. income um can there's lots of things you can do to like manage your time within your business so having like online tools for clients to be booking in is such an important factor because it means that you're not having to you know respond book things Uh in you know it takes you I know it doesn't take long to to book a client in but what if that client doesn't respond or they're not too sure what they want you're going to have to then spend time doing things so having that online booking system where everything is clear and outwards is such an important factor there are so many online booking tools and obviously just finding the right one for you I love that has been a huge Mm -hmm. help um and also just making lists and I procrastinate I am procrastinating right now (laughs) because I'm one of those people who does things writes it on the list just so I can yeah yeah, yeah I'm the same to be honest <laughs> <laughs> but I'd say making a list that's definitely something I've learned within the past year and everyone's always told me to do it but you know have the time that you're going to be doing things and allocate those times to do it and getting up early getting up early to to meditate to have your coffee to walk the dogs to you know do this do mm. that it makes your day flow much better yeah and you you know and everything like that so you can be able to to do that yeah I love that you've touched on there as well about morning routines because I know that is something that's quite quite like a buzz buzz trend almost within the entrepreneurial world um have you always had a morning routine or is it something you've kind of cultivated throughout the course of your business to be honest this is like pretty it's a pretty new thing Mm. to me um definitely I'm definitely more of a night owl Um, I'm one of those people that go out clubbing at 11pm and get in at 8am like, <laughs> you know um, definitely not a particularly morning person um, so definitely it's something that is quite new to me but I have seen the benefits mm-hmm. already like this is crazy it's been my you know not even probably a week so this is you know this is yeah. brand new kind of thing but just getting up and just having that that morning time to yourself and be like right okay this is what I'm gonna do today this is what I'm you know, this is what I'm great, like gratitude lists. Oh my God. Amazing. Like they are amazing things to do. I've always sort of done things like that, but just doing it in the morning and it just sets you up for the day and drinking water, drink water in your morning. Yeah. <laughs> like just do it. It's it's an incredible thing. Yeah. I could not agree more. <laughs> it's so funny that you've started recently as well, because I really doubled with morning routines last year. Like to be honest, at one point I got really into it. I was like one of those people that's getting up at 5am and doing like an hour's yoga and all this stuff. But I kind of, I know. And then I kind of lost my steam with it a little bit, but I've restarted again this year. And even silly little shifts, like I now put my airplane, sorry, my my airplane, my phone on airplane mode (laughs) um, about sort of 10pm. And I won't turn it back on again until 9am just because I was finding that the first thing I was doing every morning was waking up and being responsive to other people's messages. And it was getting to the point that I was literally waking up and starting my day being reactive 
which is then so hard to then switch my brain into gear and be like, gosh, what do I actually need to do today? Because by the time I'd finished dealing with everyone else, I, had, I was already late into the start of my morning. So I love that we've yeah. had this conversation because I definitely think that if you are someone that is running your own business or you're thinking of starting your own business and you're thinking, how can I be more productive? How can I get more time in my day? A morning routine is definitely a great place to start like a hundred percent yeah a hundred percent I love yeah. you shared that um Definitely. sort of I know you've mentioned it's not particularly marketing but obviously you've automated your online booking system but what do you find are the best techniques for marketing your business how much sort of time do you have to dedicate as a business owner obviously you've got multiple salons now as well so how much time do you have to dedicate as a business owner to the kind of marketing portion of your of your business strategy well, actually, you know, marketing, is, it seems really daunting and really hard. But I think once you put in a little bit of, of time kind of looking at the algorithms of especially social media, I mean, it's it's changed dramatically over the years. You know, I've been in the industry for like 10 years now. And before we used to put newspaper articles, you know, magazine, you know, all this kind of paper articles, but everything's electronic, everything's online now, you know. Uh, so social media is a huge 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 factor and I'm sure m people that you've interviewed before and people who interview in the future are all going to say that social media is, mm. is the biggest is the biggest advertiser and that's what it is you know that is what the internet is for whether you know you look at it positive or negative the advertisement is yeah. everywhere you know um and again I procrastinate because my social, you know, my social media, we haven't got the most likes and, you know, and we haven't got the most followers or whatever, but I'm fine with that because I know that the people that are on there who I engage with and everything, they're people that, that use yeah. my services. They're people that, that know us, you know, it's not all these kind of ghost followers. It's not, you know, these random, you know, people and things like that. And at the end of the day, it's not about likes and stuff. Anyway, sorry. I'm no, you're not at all. Away. I love this conversation. Um, so... I think it's so important because I think, <laughs> I, unfortunately, over particularly recent years with social media, and I'm, I am talking specifically Instagram, if I'm being honest, at the moment, but I find that people are worrying yeah. too much about what I call vanity metrics so that is your follower yeah, count it's your likes exactly. but like you say say I had 100 likes on one of my posts if not one of them is remotely interested in what I do they're almost pointless like mm -hmm. to an extent those likes are pointless yeah, they exactly. are not as a business owner that is generating me no income whereas if you have 10 likes and every one of those 10 people that have liked your post invest in your services that is income for your business and I think there's a really interesting shift actually when you become a business owner that you no longer look at social media you have to detach from the vanity metrics and you have to start 100%. thinking what is going to increase my bottom line and Yes, growing your account will, but it's only growing your account if you have really targeted people that you, you know, potential clients, like your yeah. ideal clients, um, and less so kind of those, like for you particularly, obviously, you rely on local marketing, you would ideally want to attract people that are local yeah. to your salons. Um, so having someone from, say, America following you is not really going to be that beneficial, unless they potentially travel exactly. to Barnum or Alton at any point. But it's um it's definitely an interesting conversation from a lot of people that I've interviewed recently actually I've been quite shocked a lot of them have actually said that their best form I mean it's not shocking it is but their best form of marketing has been word of mouth and referrals is I'm, I'm assuming for you that's mm. obviously like a massive portion as well of your new clients that are coming through referrals and um things like that 
Yeah, I mean, that's probably where we get, I'd probably say about 60% wow. of our of our clientele is through word, word of mouth. And then the other would be, you know, uh, like Google or uh, like search engine um, and social media. But a huge portion of it is word of mouth. They're like, oh, yeah, my friend Carol comes here and she told me about you guys. So I wanted to try you out. And, you know, that's like amazing. I'm just like, yeah. Carol, <laughs> like, you know give carol like a bit like an extra gem on her nail or something next time she comes in but you know it's um it's it's a really nice feeling i think when people trust your services and, and say a good thing about you as well um and it, it's it's just it's really heartwarming because it's a lot more personal as well it's mm-hmm. a lot more honest you're gonna but it's also harder because if someone's not happy about something you know there's this whole uh, this saying about you know if someone's not happy with something they'll tell 10 yeah. people if someone's happy about something then they'll yeah. tell one person you know but still they told that one person and that one person's come in it's generated me you know x amount yeah. over a year and that's that's a really incredible and personal feeling and I'm so forever grateful I've still got clients um from the, from when I started wow. 10 years I mean ago, that's a testament you know? to you as well and, and your it, services and the environment you yeah they're just like, yeah. so oh, I love that. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, I know I, you kind of touched on it there, but obviously, like showing up on Google is such a big thing for businesses. Um, have you ever kind of invested yeah. in anyone to do SEO? Have you self-taught, or how have you managed that? Because you do rank really well on your website for when you search kind of relevant key terms. So, yeah, I'd just love to find out a bit more about that because I think a lot of people are so scared of search engine optimization and things. That yeah. Well, um, I would say you can pay someone mm-hmm. to do it right but at the end of the day what what's what's wrong with yeah. learning it yourself what what is what is wrong with that you know it, it's a skill you know you're gonna you're gonna do it yourself and you're not then you're not gonna have to pay anyone else to do it you're saving yourself a yep. couple of pennies there but um I must admit that obviously my the salon starts with an A <laughs> <laughs> so that's a, that one of the reasons is at the top but it's not you know it's not the contending reason but um the our website we have a lot of keywords and my website is quite it's quite big you know it's not a kind of like basic basic site um having a website is important but you don't have to have one I'd say if you've got a good uh you know when you say as as an example we're Mm -hmm. using google and other search engines are obviously available but um you've got you know google and you type in mm. amy's nails right we you know we come up we come up the top our website comes there but people don't look at the website people look at that business the google yes, business on so the side true. yeah you know i mean that's the first thing you look at and then if you're interested you yeah. go on the website right so people are searching up they look on the business thing if that business like it's like a tab on the side I can't think what I think it's Google my business isn't it yeah yeah so if that is is not you know you haven't got any photos on there or you haven't got Mm. any reviews on there or you know your opening times or you haven't got any contact details like it's not people don't then click Mm. on your website the fact is it needs you need to make sure that that is yeah and it's free it's free to use you know um and then when you when you're making your website, making sure that you've got all those keywords, you've got keywords on your homepage, on your services page, you've got like locations and, and everything like that. And it does take time. I'm not going to lie. My dad and I spent I don't know how many hours doing the website and, mm. and everything 
there are a lot more easier websites we use wordpress and because we know coding yeah. and, and everything like that um but there are much easier options you know if you if you're wanting to do that but i would say from that just google like google on google my business or uh, what's it called yeah. bing, bing yeah. business or bing search or whatever it is anything like that make sure they are up to date because we you know we, we've got a as an example uh i'm pretty sure it's bing we have a we've got one mm. review on our bing page but it's a three-star review and this you know the the client we unfortunately weren't able to get hold of her mm-hmm. but she wasn't happy about her service but that's up there yeah. that's up there now um that's forever but that's only one review but you look at our google reviews we've got you know five star five star five star maybe you know people that weren't particularly happy but the fact is oh another thing I've just sorry I've just like (laughs) things just clicked in my brain (laughs) this is a a great tip you know Mm -hmm. if you've got reviews always respond to those reviews whether it's a good one or a bad one but people so say you have a one-star review your client isn't happy people don't look at the review they look at your yeah, response I love that that is such a great takeaway I feel like between yeah. that and update and sort of like letting people know to update their google my business and things they are such great actionable takeaways that you can do that are free of charge and they're just good habits to get into I love that and I couldn't agree more I actually yeah. had a conversation with one of my clients recently um because they'd got it wasn't even a bad review it was maybe like a four star rather than a five and that's what I sort of that was the advice I gave them yeah. as well um I think it's absolute gold just always respond and people do I mean when I look at reviews if there ever is any negative ones on the product or service I'm looking into if the company's responded in a really well-managed way and they've kind of got a bit of an explanation for it you think oh fair enough like that review's obviously like you know I'm not gonna actually I'm gonna take it with a pinch of salt I'm not gonna take it so literally so they are such great takeaways thank you so much for sharing those Amy I love those um slight change of conversation but what would you say have been your biggest challenges so far on your journey as an entrepreneur I love this question though because I think sometimes people can just sugarcoat (laughs) things and like highlight all the positives and obviously everything's a journey like you you have the ups with the downs so it's great to have these kind of conversations yes um right read me the question I'm gonna so what have been your biggest challenges so far in your journey as an entrepreneur uh definitely my own mental health and my own kind of emotions and my own journey in terms of like mind mm-hmm. body and soul uh, impl- uh i employ uh i can't think how many girls i've got now i think it's eight mm-hmm. eight girls eight or nine and um that's definitely the hardest thing you know having staff members making sure that everyone's um everyone's you know happy at work and and they're achieving their goals and everything like that it's definitely a challenge but it's also what I thrive for I you know I really want to push people to to do the best they can do and and live a, mm-hmm. a really passionate life um but also it can really get you down you know when 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 people leave you know they've they found other jobs or yeah and things like that and you you doubt yourself you know you think oh my god what did I do wrong that person you know I didn't fulfill that those person's passions like and you start caring about like other people's journey but that's yeah. their journey you know I'm just there to kind of like I'm like someone's cheerleader like Woo, let's go. <laughs> like come on you can do it I'm but I'm not someone's coach you know I'm not I'm not the coach of the team I'm not the the leader 
um in terms of you yeah. know their journey I'm just I'm just yeah, their cheerleader you know that. um and yeah that that's definitely been like a hardest thing and a lot of I, I you know some days like I said it's you doubt yourself but you you can either let the negativity consume you or you can just learn from it roll with it I was speaking to my friend Lewis the other day and he said the most beautiful <laughs> analogy. Like it was just like, it was just amazing. He was like, life is like driving a car. <laughs> and he'll kill me <laughs> for saying this. Honestly, I'm like, see, I'm thinking about his reaction. <laughs> Why did you say that? But um, life is like driving a car, okay? You, in, in the present, you have your hands mm. on the steering wheel, okay? And you, you know, you, the past is you're looking back, you're seeing like, you know, what's happening making sure nothing like creeps up on you or whatever um and keeping an eye on you know the people that around you in the past if you look in too much too much into the past you you, you forget the past and something you know something's going to come and creep up on you or if you just concentrate on the present you don't know like you don't know where's what and then if you just concentrate on the past you don't know where you're going like I don't know it was just like so beautiful <laughs> and I was like oh yeah I love it no, it makes so much sense, though, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I love it when someone says something like that, and it really resonates with you, and you're yeah. like, hang on a minute, like, that is so profound. Like, that is amazing. <laughs> I absolutely love that, and I think it's definitely um, something that is so important. Do you have any kind of, I don't know, like, techniques that you can use that if you are ever getting in a bit of a negative mindset or if you're starting to doubt yourself, do you have any techniques that can kind of help you pull, pull yourself out of that? that trust. Um that's like the number one thing you know mm. and like I, I said earlier that you know I had a bit of a, a bit of a wobble over the weekend and I was kind of contemplating calling uh, mm-hmm. like you know by the charity lines and then I was like no I don't want to speak to a stranger like, yeah they don't know my issues they don't know me like I don't want to speak to a stranger and that's you know that's my opinion I'm, and I'm sure that and that they're very helpful and people have kind of really been helped by these charities but actually I was like no I'm fortunate enough to have a like really good friends so um I called up my yeah she's one of my best friends I've she's been my best friend for oh my god how old am I now 27 so I don't know 20 years I think we met when we were like seven years old like 20 years you know and um she's in what's the country called Bahrain 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 she's in Bahrain she's doing some work over there oh yeah yeah um and god knows what the time bloody was when she called me but um, when I called her, sorry, and she was like, you okay? I was like, no, like, I'm not okay. She's like, okay, just like, calm down. And you know what? It's like properly changed my attitude for the whole week. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is like, I'm back to myself again. And that's all I needed. Like, I just needed someone to talk to that I trusted and, mm. and like vent, um, writing things down. If you, you know, yeah. if you haven't got anyone to talk to or you, or you feel, don't feel comfortable talking to anyone about certain situations. Um, then, oh, sorry, my dog's like just going in my laundry basket. Get out. <laughs> Like sticks his head in it. Oh, bless um, him! <laughs> looking for my pants. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> you know, if you, you don't, you've got a situation that maybe oh, you don't want to talk to anyone about it, and you don't feel that comfortable. Just writing it down is, you know, you're still venting. You're still getting it out, getting it out of your out of your head, and um, yeah, because you know, when when things get trapped there, it does eat you up. You know, it really does. Uh, meditation yeah, moving yeah. You know, exercise, yeah 100% even just like just eat something healthy or and just like take in that moment or do like when when you know when you're brushing your teeth for example 
just think like okay how like how does this feel like just taking that moment of like listen to the water running over your toothbrush or like yeah. how the toothbrush feels on your gums or you know what it tastes like like just be in that moment and just like resonate with yourself like exactly how you're feeling yeah I love all those tips I think they're so amazing and the funny thing is a lot of them are very simplistic in the sense that we almost know deep down that that is what we need to do to get ourselves out of the hole yet sometimes there's just I don't know if you find the same but I can find sometimes I get a weird sick comfort (laughs) out of wallowing in my own self-pity which is really awful and it's actually really embarrassing to admit but to be honest sometimes I almost like add fuel to the fire like if I'm in a really funky mood like sometimes I find myself I I I almost check my now I'm becoming more conscious and aware of my thoughts so I have to admit I'm I'm slowly getting better with it but definitely a work in progress but sometimes I find myself almost like I'm thinking a negative thought anyway and then I'm always like Mm. what can I think that will get me even more depressed and I almost like start and I'm like what am I doing to myself like you would never one thing I started living by is how would you talk to your best friend if you would not talk to your best friend in that way, you should not be thinking that to yourself because you need to be kinder to yourself. Like you can't be so nasty to yourself all the time. It's just not a good environment. It's exactly. such a hard environment. You wouldn't to start treat someone else like that if you're so constantly you treating yourself like that. Like it sounds, it's a very selfish thing, but like you're number one in your life. Like do you know what I mean? Like you, you live for you. You don't, you don't live for. Yeah. You know, you live for your own in- enjoyment. And of course, there are people in your life that you want to like you know love and respect and everything like that but you know you you need to yeah look after yourself and whatever that may be sometimes you know we need a bit of we need a bit of um Netflix and binge like you know we may need that but at a point the, yeah. the tough thing is getting out of it it's like when you go to the gym the tough thing is getting out the door going to the gym when you're there you have a cracking time but it's it's putting those trainers on and going to the gym you know yeah so true and it's at that point where this is where people get really stuck in a hole because they're like oh I've sat here watched like five episodes of Bridgerton and now um what I'm gonna watch five more like do you yes. know what I mean it, it's, it's getting out of that hole and it's like no okay yeah today yeah we're gonna do this do that um personally for me if I get stuck in a hole I and I you know I come up uh you know I'm quite independent and and strong sort of minded person but actually, deep down, I need someone to be like, okay, Amy, come on, we're gonna we're gonna take you away from this situation, and you're gonna do this. And but I also have to actively go out and find that person. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like call up a best friend. I was like, babe, I'm like in a hole. Like, please help yeah. me. I'm like, okay, yeah. like that's fine. We're gonna do this. Gonna do that. I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's go. It just takes for me. I almost need that. I need that <laughs> kind of little pat on the head and like, you know, like let's go. Like we're gonna we're gonna sort of do this. Um, and I, I understand that some people don't always have mm. um, maybe, you know, people or that one person that they can trust. And it does make it really hard, but you're not going to get anywhere by just wallowing. Um, and I, like I said, I know we need it sometimes, but it's not healthy for the mind, body and soul. You know, yeah. you've got to think of your happiness long term. Think and like envision yeah. your future self. What would your yeah. future self say to you right now? Yeah, it's so that is so powerful. So, so powerful. Thank you for being so open and honest as well and kind of like showing your experience. Um, I think, you know, that will resonate with so many people. So thank you so much for being so open with that. Um, I know we've kind of mentioned that you obviously have a team of eight or nine people that currently work for you. Um, I thought it'd just be quite an interesting conversation to see if you had any tips for being able to, you know, like hire successfully and 
and be able to spot those real diamonds when you're interviewing and things because I think it's something that business owners particularly quite new people that are quite new to business can really worry about Mm -hmm. like how to make a successful hire oh um I feel very fortunate whereas the people that have kind of come in it's um they've just kind of fitted in there's no one that's really particularly I've never really had any issues um with anybody Uh, I've got I Mm. guess like a quite good judge of character I think but the main thing I look at is I don't necessarily look at um their obviously their skill set is very important you know and their qualifications and everything like that but Mm -hmm. actually I look at their personality I think okay is this personality a good fit for my brand for you know for for my salon Mm, Um, and we you know we most Mm -hmm. of our girls are are, are quite young no one's um well I'm trying to think how old Inga is I don't think I don't know I won't say her age but anyway we basically everyone is like between 20 and 30 uh we have an apprentice who's 18 but you know yeah it's a fairly young team and we you know we do attract that kind of like younger Mm -hmm younger generation and believe we've tried to hire sort of more mature um therapists but yeah it it just doesn't really happen but you know everyone that we work with is just kind of fitted in so I think if you're if you're hiring you know skills can be taught right skills can be assessed and taught and and everything like that and it's definitely an investment you know Mm -hmm. but if somebody is you feel on a like professionally personal level if that makes sense um that they are a good fit for your brand then why not give them a chance you know there are obviously lots of uh lots of platforms that you can use for for hunting for people like indeed and things like that um you also have to decide whether you're going to go down the self-employed route or the employed route um all my girls at the salon are employed uh i did that because i wanted to feel like the you know they haven't got a kind of they have that guaranteed income. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. You know, sometimes you yeah, can leave it like, a bit in, like it, there's positives and negatives in the situation. You know, sometimes I think, oh gosh, you know, they haven't sort of made up what they, you know, what they should make up in a day and things like that. But that's fine. You know, that, that was my decision yeah. to do that. And for their benefit, for their long-term benefit I think is better and of course you can rent spaces and um, have yeah. self-employed people but always always know that if you're going to go down the self-employed route the people who who you're um who, the, who are renting the space from you or are working in your salon under self-employed they are not part of your brand mm. you know yeah yeah that's really that's such an important um difference yeah. there for people to take away I think no, I love that. Thank you so much for sharing that. Um, what would you say? I love this question because it's a nice positive question. But what would you say has been your proudest achievement? Oh as my an god, there's so many moments. Honestly, so many moments. Um, probably taking up the courage to buy out my business partner because I was thinking about it for mm-hmm. so long, and um, and it, it that was like my 
you know, I'd rewound back to my sort of 20 year old self going, oh, I'm going to, you know, buy a business. Like I'm, I'm basically rebuying a business. Like it's that same feeling of like, oh, what if it goes wrong? Like, <laughs> what if I do it and then everyone leaves and like, you know, I've got to close a shop and I can't, you know, all these worries. And then you're just like, nah, you need to do this for your, like, for your sanity and your like happiness, like just do it. And that was probably like a really proud moment for me. Really proud moment. I can imagine. I mean, that is so incredible, like beyond incredible. So you definitely deserve to feel proud for that because um, such a then, great achievement. I mean, in terms of um, also getting into the session world as well. So I did a shoot yesterday and it was, I was so proud of myself because it was you know, normally in editorial and, and things like that it's just like a nude nail you know I traveled to London for two hours just to like paint a nude nail on someone's hands and then maybe put some cuticle oil on and some hand cream and Mm. then they get you know they shoot for a couple of hours and maybe top them up with a bit of lotion in like after a couple of hours but um yesterday I did like uh some press on nails they were really long they went out with the outfits and they were really different and the photos were beautiful and you know again that's like one of my proudest moments I'm like yeah like I've worked really hard to you know to be in this magazine to to stand my ground and be creative with the looks I want to do and yeah doing shows as well yeah I don't know like it's such a honestly there are so many like imagine that's such a buzz (laughs) like the film for example that's yeah okay that's probably what my proudest moment like that's great it was crazy like you know I can't like I can't wait to kind of like speak about you know who who I got to manicure and and everything like that and and like use that for for marketing I guess but you know like yeah yeah we'll have to all keep an eye on your page for sure, <laughs> so we can see the big reveal of that um I absolutely love that though I think it's something I feel like the best thing with our proudest moments are things that really almost like I don't know just give us joy and happiness and imagine looking back like imagine if you could talk now to your 20 year old self and say like Amy you don't realize what you've got coming like you've got all these incredible things coming your way like you're going to be on a film set you're going to be on at London Fashion Week you're going to be on a magazine shoot like you almost would never have believed yourself if you just said it back in the day but it's just so amazing to see how your journey has led you down all these incredible avenues and I think you've got so much to be proud for proud about so um yeah, I absolutely love that. It's giving me goosebumps, to be honest. It made me excited to like get to a point that I can follow out of my business as well. Um, so one of the last questions, but where do you see your business in five years' time? What would you say are the goals for your so, brand for the future? Um, just want to keep it at three shops because oh my god, it's it's I'm gonna not gonna lie, it's really hard uh keeping even you know, even one, but you know, having three is is really difficult. Mm. Um in the next five years. Oh, how old will I be then? 33, I think. Oh, my God. Oh, God. 33. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I do my teaching qualifications. So definitely have our academy, like, up and running. That's what I want to be doing. I, You know, I still want to be doing clients in five years. Definitely less. But, you know, my (laughs) favourites. You know, like, my, you know, my select yeah my yeah select clients um and teaching I want to be teaching like probably three days a week and doing courses and stuff so that's a that's a huge goal that and that that will probably even happen this year but 
um yeah to have that and to I would say oh there's so much honestly there's so much I want to achieve um definitely like a in terms of finances <laughs> um I want to be able to give employees like more opportunities for financial gain as well and I think being in the beauty mm-hmm. industry it's not particularly the most um well-paid industry you know you see all these like yeah. um, all these girls who are like yeah I earn like you know five thousand pound a week doing eyelash extensions and I'm like yeah but at one at what cost and like exactly you know Mm. at what cost do you but is that actually what you're earning are you taking into effect your you know your rent your products and everything like that you know I think people get a very yeah clouded and very untrue vision of 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 the beauty industry um so that's something that I'm sort of fighting to change as well um what else what else definitely do a uh, Vogue cover because that's that's on my to-do list yeah oh wow well, if you ever need a <laughs> system that can stand around doing nothing particular and then oh, I'm your girl <laughs> you can sneak me in in a suitcase or something oh. <laughs> oh that's amazing I think well I'll pop all your um you know all your links and your handles in the show notes as well because I feel like everyone's going to want to pay close attention to be able to see you realize all these goals because it Mm -hmm. sounds like you've got so much exciting stuff in the pipeline um I thought we'd just finish with the uh, the interview with a question that I just like to ask everyone that comes on the show so firstly what advice would you give to all of the incredible women out there who have entrepreneurial dreams of their own but just a little bit too afraid to get started well like I said earlier if you have an opportunity just take it um that's the only that's the thing I would say and Mm -hmm. you know they pop up when it's like really unexpected and it might be in one year it might be in one month might be in one week might be in 10 years but the fact is you know we've all got these this journey that we're supposed to be on you know the universe gives us aligned journeys it's just what we do with it you know that can that can be the real difference yeah Uh, and self-love self-care is so important and if you ever feel like you're not sure about something just message someone who you know has a little maybe a little bit more experience whether that's a like personal or professional uh, situation that, that you may be feeling um but yeah just take any opportunity that you can and manifest your dreams and goals and they will happen they re- they will happen you know oh I love that. Such a great positive message that will be so inspirational to everyone listening. And then my last question of the interview. So what does being a female entrepreneur mean to you? You know, I'm going to be brutally honest here, okay? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We like honesty. I really, I don't feel like an entrepreneur. Like I just, I just feel like I'm just, I'm just doing something I love and, um, and I'm just going along with the journey. Like, it's a really odd feeling when someone's like, oh, what do you do? I I get scared. I really get scared when people ask me that. Like, you know, say, you know, out in the pub. Oh, God, I missed that. You know, we're out in the pub with your friends. And, um, yeah. and someone's <laughs> like, oh, Amy, what do you do? And I'm like, I do nails. Like, that's all I say, right? Because I get so, like, embarrassed. And then all of my friends are like, no, you don't. She owns three salons. She's a female boss. And I'm like, oh, God, stop it. But, you know, I think for me personally, 
it's something that I'm learning about this whole kind of um I have like a well, not embarrassment but I just get really like oh no I'm not you know I kind of doubt myself um so for me it's something that I'm sort of learning to embrace I guess um definitely definitely mm. trying to sort of embrace that kind of that what I'm doing is amazing and I should be so proud of myself but like I'm just doing it I don't know I'm just like yeah I don't know I'm just doing it I'm just living it and just doing what I want to do and what I love doing and yeah that's what that's what drives me but yeah what does it feel like to me I don't know I just I'm living it I'm doing it <laughs> what a great way to finish the interview I absolutely love that thank you so much Amy for taking the time to chat with me and just being so open and honest um I really really appreciate it and I think the listeners will get so much from this episode so um you can follow Amy's journey over on Instagram and the handle is at the green and nail beauty studio um I will obviously link that in the show notes and I'll I'll also link your website and things as well so that everyone can keep up to date with you. And also, so in the future, we can see what movie set you're working on. Um, but thank you so much, Amy. I really appreciate it. And I thought this conversation has been so incredible. So thank you for being so generous oh, with so your time so and with your it's wisdom. Such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to keep up to date with the latest Who and What She Wants podcast episodes, then please follow our Instagram page, which is at the handle at Who and What She Wants podcast, or hit the subscribe button now. We hope to see you again soon.